Hello, and welcome back to The Revenue Fix. On today's episode, I'm going to be discussing the importance of keywords and how to choose the right ones for your search marketing campaign. So keywords are the foundation for everything that you're going to be doing when it comes to marketing your business in a search engine like Google. That's how search engines work. People put words into it, and then Google spits out a bunch of resources and websites and information, and then the user will choose whatever they think is the best result for the words that they searched. So keywords are fundamental when it comes to search engine optimization. Even dating right back to the yellow pages. I mean, people were using keyword optimization back then because you remember those businesses that had like AAA aardvark lock services and and AAA car wash so that they could rank at the top or the start of the particular letter of the yellow pages. And for all those out there that were born after the year 2000, um, Yellow Pages was this book of, uh, basically it was Google delivered to your home in the form of a book. That's what it was, full of businesses, um, just not information. That was your encyclopedia set. So keywords have been important from you know for a long, long time. And it's really important to get that right. And so the, the question that this podcast is going to attempt to answer is, How do you choose the right keywords for your campaign? So in a previous episode, I covered off on the four types of keywords and we'll just quickly go over them now. So you've got informational, navigational, commercial, and transactional. So informational keywords are keywords that people, they're just looking for information like, you know, how many, what was the example I used? How many, um, what's the world record for solving Rubik's cubes on a skateboard, right? And the answer is 500. Um, So that's an example of an information keyword. A navigational keyword could just be somebody who's looking for your business or they're they're looking to navigate to a particular site. So they might be just searching, um, you know, Guinness World Records. They're just trying to navigate to a particular page. Commercial keywords are those keywords that indicate some form of commercial intent, such as buy a... uh, Where do I buy a Rubik's Cube, for example? That's or, Or Rubik's Cube types. That could be a a, a commercial keyword. There's intent there that somebody wants to engage in a commercial transaction. And then buy Rubik's Cube would be the ultimate transactional keyword because it's very clear that that person is looking to spend money and and transact. So they're the four type of keywords. I always recommend starting with commercial and transactional keywords because they're the ones that you're targeting people that are further down that buying cycle. So they're they're more likely to go ahead and purchase from you. Um, So... Let's just back it up and talk about all of the keywords that you could target because eventually, if you're running a successful search marketing campaign, you want to have all of these types of keywords somewhere in the mix, okay? And how do they relate to the way that people buy stuff, aka the buyer's journey? So if we think about it, you're in one of four stages whenever you buy anything, anything. So think about the last time you bought something. The first stage is you're not problem aware. So you don't even know that you have a problem. So you're not really trying to do anything about it, right? You may become a customer at some point, but you're just not problem aware. So that's the first stage. We're just not aware about what the problem is. The second stage is um, you become problem aware. You start to think to yourself, there's an issue here. There's a problem. I need to solve it. Once you understand what that problem is, then you'll move into consideration mode, which is, hey, I know what the problem is. What are the solutions out there? So you start Googling and looking for solutions. And then the last stage is decision. So I'm ready to go. I know what the problem is. I know what the solutions are. I just need to find a business to transact with who can solve this problem for me. So let's break it down. So not problem aware, 
doesn't matter. You're not, you're not even in the market for it. Problem aware. So you're aware that you have a problem. Now, a lot of the time, people that are problem aware may or may not be struggling to identify what that problem is. So they might, to, they might start to search for information type keywords related to the problem, but it's most likely they're going to be Googling the solution. So for example, let's say you're a business owner and you want to scale your business, but you're struggling. One of the things you might do is go to a search engine and just type in, how do I scale my business? Now, that's not actually a problem per se. That's just a symptom of a problem. The symptom is you don't know how to scale your business. But what's the underlying problem there? So the underlying, so you might go on Google, how do I scale a business? And you'll get a whole bunch of articles. And then some of those articles might say, well, in order to scale your business, you need to have a solid marketing plan that can reliably get you new customers. Um, you need to be able to then convert or reliably get you new leads. You then need to be able to convert those new leads into customers. And then you need to be able to look after and deliver what you promise to those customers in such a way that they're super happy and they refer more people to you and you get paid a profitable amount for it. So the problems could be you don't know how to market. You're fantastic at selling. You deliver a product that's A+. plus. You know how to service people and, and collect money, but you just got no idea how to market. And so during the initial stages where you're Googling the symptom, how do I scale my business, you, you come to realize after reading a bunch of articles that it seems like the problem is I don't know how to market or I don't have a reliable way of getting leads to the business. So I need a marketing plan. So now you start to Google for how do I build a marketing plan, right? So now you're aware that the problem in your business is you don't have a marketing plan or maybe you do have leads coming in, no problem, but you're just not closing them. You don't know how to sell, right? So you might have a sales problem and you might realize that you're like, look, we're getting heaps of leads, but I just, I'm not turning any of them into customers. Or you may do get leads, get customers, no problem. You know how to sell, but you just don't know how to look after them. You don't know how to deliver consistently good results. And as and because of that, clients aren't coming back. They're not spending any more money with you. They're not referring friends and therefore you can't scale your business. So all of those things, lack of marketing, lack of sales, lack of delivery, lack of financial management, that's all a symptom. That, sorry, they're all underlying problems of the symptom, which is I don't know how to scale. Why, why can't I scale my business? So let's say... We'll go back to the original example. So your problem is that you don't have a marketing plan. So you start to read up, well, how do I build a marketing plan? How do I do social media ads? How do I write search engine optimization content? Like all this kind of stuff, you start to go down the rabbit hole of marketing. And so you're doing a lot of those informational type keywords and probably some navigational ones. So during the articles, you're probably coming across tools and tips and techniques and things like that. And you're searching navigational keywords because you want to go to that website because this other blog post told you that there's a solution over there. So you start to do all this activity. And then you might come to the realization that, all right, well, my problem is I know specifically what it is, right? I don't have a Google Ads campaign in place. And from everything that I understand about my customers, Google Ads is the number one channel that they use to buy my products and services. So I need to build a Google Ads campaign. At this point, you may start to now shift to consideration mode. It's like, well, how do I, how do I build a Google Ads campaign? Who can help me solve that? And you might come across an agency or a bunch of agencies. And you're like, okay, well, Seems like the problem here is that I don't have the skills. Google Ads are super complex. Um, I need to speak to an agency about potentially getting them to do this for me because I don't have time. I'm trying to run a business. I don't have time to learn Google Ads. So you reach out to a bunch of agencies um, and you start to search around for Google Ads Agency Brisbane, Google Ads Agency Sydney, wherever you're located. So now you're in commercial keyword territory, right? You're at consideration stage. You know the problem. You know the solution. Well, you, you kind of know the solution. You're trying to figure that out. 
um, and you're starting to search for those commercial-based keywords. And so you speak to a bunch of agencies, they give you a heap of proposals and you, you get your head around the pricing, the deliverables, the timelines, all that sort of stuff. And now you start to think, okay, I just need to find the best vendor. So you start to move to decision stage. And now you're looking for who's the best Google Ads agency in Sydney. You start to read reviews. You're looking at case studies. Are people saying good things about them online? Do they have five stars? Like what's happening? Because you're trying to make a decision between which vendor that you want to go with. And then ultimately you, you make a call and you've got yourself an agency and they're running your Google Ads. So that whole process happens in every single transaction that you do. Sometimes it happens within seconds. Like you might think to yourself, um, we're out of baby wipes. I've just realized we're out of baby wipes. So my problem is I need baby wipes before my toddler shits himself and I've got to clean it up with a towel and then give him a bath, which is just a pain in the ass. So you think, okay, I need to go and get baby wipes. So you might just duck down the shop, buy some baby wipes, come back, no problem. So you know you didn't have to search much, but you went through problem. You knew what the solution was and you knew where to go to buy the, the product. So it, it can happen instantly or it can happen over a couple of months if it's, say, you're buying a new car and you start to do the research on what's the best car to buy. Um, so that just that problem, consideration, decision, that whole process, awareness, consideration, decision, that buying cycle plays out in every purchase that you make. Sometimes it's instant or happens in a matter of seconds. Other times it's stretched out over a long period of time, but it happens. So they're the type of key. So, so the keywords that you want to target needs to be relevant for the stage of the buying cycle that your customer is in. Um, so when you're thinking about, well, what would my customer, if, if, if I'm, if I'm a potential client, what would my customer be searching for at these stages? And then how can I, as a business show up at each stage and give them the content that they're going to need to move them further down the buying cycle towards that decision stage? Because ultimately you want to be position yourself as the solution. If you're, if you're going after those sort of bottom of funnel or you know decision consideration keywords a lot of the time you haven't had an opportunity to shape that person's understanding of the problem and so you're kind of coming in right at the end and giving like basically throwing your hat into the ring when it comes to we've got the solution and this is why we're the best vendor to solve your problem um which is fine. And that's, that's great because, you know, the, the customer's already done all their homework. They're coming to you now. You've, you're speaking to them in a language which is um, contextual to the stage of the buying cycle that they're at. So you're not trying to educate them. You're just trying to, well, you, you're trying to educate them on why you're the best business to go with. So your keywords need to be very commercial and very transactional sort of orientated keywords in order to get that traffic on your site. Once you've got that dialed in, you then want to move further up the buying cycle towards that awareness stage. So you want to start to write content and blogs and articles that can educate people on what their problems are. So, you know, if you're a wedding photographer, for example, then your end end decision-making bottom of funnel keywords would be all about wedding photographer and the suburb that you service. Um, as you sort of go further up, you might start to think about, well, people might be looking about how much do wedding photographers costs. Like, what's the pricing? How does it work? How, like, um, what are the, what should I expect when hiring a wedding photographer? Um, how do I choose a great wedding photographer? What are the things I need to consider when booking a wedding photographer? All of that stuff is up at the problem aware solution. Oh, sorry, the problem awareness stage. So you want to start to write content 
that targets the people that are in that mode of, I need to understand how this all works. A lot of the time, that content may take a while for the user to become a customer, but you were the first one that educated them. You gave them the information. And if you're in their target area uh, or you've got a great price or whatever, then they're most likely going to go ahead with you. But it's far better to start at the end and target people that are already just searching for a wedding photographer in your area because they've done all their homework. They know it. They're just looking for a business to deal with. And if you show up, you're in the mix. Um, And then you can sort of start to move further up and write that awareness-driven educational content. Um, In B2B sales, so business-to-business sales, that awareness content becomes a lot more valuable. So if you're writing awareness-based content, so let's say you sell products and services to other businesses. If you're writing awareness-based content, then you're getting the person to come to your site early in their, their journey And if you've got the right technology on your website, say, for example, you're using HubSpot. HubSpot have a tool where if whoever comes to your website, it will log their IP address and it'll cross-check that IP address with HubSpot's vast, vast database of IPs and it'll try and determine what company that person's from. So before they fill out a form, before they do anything, you could potentially have an understanding of what company that your users are coming to your website, what company they're from. So incredibly powerful. And what will also happen is once they've logged their IP address on your website, all the activity that happens that's anonymous technically because you don't know who they are, you just have an IP address. But the moment that they they give you their email address in exchange for say a lead magnet or a piece of content, it'll grab that and then associate and then all the activity that happened when they were anonymous will now have a name next to it. So you'll know that at this point, they downloaded your lead magnet. But then you'll also notice that all like maybe the weeks or the months beforehand, they were coming to your website, reading your articles, checking out pages, blah, 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 or maybe not. But if they were, then you can start to get a sense that this person knows who we are. They've spent a bit of time on our website. They've now downloaded a lead magnet. They've given us their email address. Maybe we should like reach out to them at some point or at least start to to communicate with them softly via email to kind of warm them up a bit and get more of a sense of, are they opening the emails? Are they interested? Is this valuable content? Did they unsubscribe straight away? You're starting to get an insight into how the potential lead or customer is engaging with your site and potentially how ready they are to receive a phone call. Um, and after enough activity, you might have some sort of lead scoring process in place where you can identify that that customer is probably ready for a phone call or would be receptive to us reaching out to them via telephone and having a conversation about, hey, what's been happening? Like, do you want to have a chat about how we can solve this problem for you, et cetera. Um, so that's that's a, a way that you can start to use those top of funnel keywords to attract that traffic to your site and then intelligently use that data to understand your the journey that these people are on and make contact with them at the appropriate time. Um, so keywords are, as I said, fundamental, super important to get right. Start at the end with the transactional commercial type keywords, work your way back up to solution-based and awareness-based keywords. Um, and once you've once you're covering all those bases, you'll have a very strong um, search marketing campaign that'll be bringing a lot of traffic to the site. And if the website's structured in such a way that you're always selling that user on the next step, whether it's download this guide, check out this article, Um, here's a cheat sheet, whatever that next step is. And then ultimately, hey, why don't you book a call or book a strategy session or whatever? Um, That's how you can craft that content and that 
buyer's funnel to get them on the phone and start to have a, a commercial conversation with them about engaging with your services. Um, so the other thing we'll break down, <clears throat> excuse me, super itchy nose. The other thing that will break down as well is let's look at how do you, so, so you, if you know what the keywords are, how do you even know those keywords have anybody looking for them each month? Because that's a big thing, right? You might think to yourself, well, you know, I sell trombone oil um, and I'm the best trombone oil salesperson in the world and we've got the best trombone product. But if the world's only consuming like a couple of liters of trombone oil every year, um, there's probably nobody searching for it, to be honest. And it's, well, it's probably not a good business to begin with, but it's probably not um, many people searching for it. So you want to, this is an obscure example, but you want to make sure that the keywords that you think your potential customers are searching for, that they're actually searching for them. So how do you validate those keywords? There's a number of tools that you can use. So you could use um, Hrefs, SEMrush. The ultimate tool is Google Keyword Planner. The only caveat with that is you need to be spending a certain amount of money with Google every month. Um, in order for them to give you access to that keyword data. Otherwise, they kind of give you ranges, which isn't that accurate. Um, but if you have access to Google's Keyword Planner, uh, or just email me, I'm happy to have a look for you. Um, if you do have access to Google's Keyword Planner, then you can start to validate your ideas. Put the keyword in there and Google will spit back on average how many people each month search that keyword. So you want to target keywords that have at least some people searching them every month, 20, 30, 40 people a month searching for them. Because in order to rank for those keywords, if you want to rank organically, you're going to have to create content and you're going to have to most likely link build. So there's going to be an investment of time, money, effort into building a page, creating content, optimizing that content to show up when people search for the keyword that that you think they will be searching for. So you need to make sure that there's actually people searching for it. Otherwise, you'll do all that work and nothing will happen. You won't move the needle. So validate your ideas. There's plenty of tools out there that you can use to validate keyword data and volumes um, because if you don't, you'll do a whole bunch of work and it's not going to get you anything in return. Um, the other thing is, well, how do I know it's going to be worth it? That's It's a good question. and. It's hard to answer without knowing what the lifetime value of your customer is. So if you sell a professional service and the average customer spends $10,000 with you per sale and there's only 30 people every month searching a particular keyword, it's probably worth going after because even if you just pick up one of those customers, you'll make 10 grand. The point is that depending on the level of effort required to rank your website number one for the keyword that you think people are searching for versus how much money you're going to make from the people that come to your site and, and engage and transact will ultimately determine whether or not the effort that you'll put in is going to be financially viable. Um, so to give you and to give you a sense of what does that look like, let's say a keyword has 100 searches a month. And you rank number one in Google organically for that keyword. So not paid ads, organic. If you're number one, you'll get about 30% of people who search that word, click on your website. So out of 100, 30 on average will come to your website. So now you've got 30 people on your website that are specifically looking for a particular thing that you do. They're on your site, they're reading your content. And let's say 20% of them decide, which is high, decide that they're going to reach out and have a conversation with you about your product or sorry, about your service. 
So now you've got six leads coming in every month because 100 people came to the site. Uh, sorry, 100 people searched it. 30% came to the website, so 30 new visitors. 20% of them, so six people, reached out and said, hey, I'm interested in your services. And then of those six, let's say you convert you know, one or two of those into customers. Now you've, now you've got sales. So you want to break down, well, how much do I think on average I'm going to get from those sales versus how much it costs me to rank number one in Google and stay number one for that particular keyword. <clears throat> and that's how the maths will stack, stack up. So keywords, incredibly important. The other thing to look at is at that top of funnel awareness-based keyword stuff, if you're writing content for the top of the funnel, it, and there's going to be a lag between when the top of the funnel visitors actually become a customer. So you need to have some form of tracking software or CRM on the website that will capture all the details associated with those people, how they're engaging with your site, and whether that those people who originally came to your site from that piece of content converted into a sale. Um, because there's there's a couple of ways you can measure what they call lead attribution or sales attribution. <clears throat> that is, where do we attribute the sale to? Um, let's say they came to your website initially off a top of funnel, you know, awareness based keyword. Um, so, for example, it's just like, um, what are the things to? How, how do I choose a good wedding photographer? That's sort of a top of funnel awareness problem based keyword. Um, and they come to your site from that. They get all the information from you. They're like, great, this sounds fantastic. I actually like the look of this wedding photographer. I'll come back, you know, later on when it's when it's appropriate. And then a couple of months go by because, you know, they're, they're super organized and trying to plan their wedding in advance. And then they just, they Google wedding photographer or whatever. And they see your um, website pop up. Then they're like, oh, I remember that site. They click on it. They go to it. They fill it in and you got the lead. Now, a lot of people, there's two ways you can attribute the lead. You attribute the lead to the last thing they did before they became a lead. So they were on this sales page about, you know, inquire now and we'll get back to you with a wedding photography quote. So you can attribute the lead to, oh, this page here on our website converts super great. Um, and it looks like they came through that sort of bottom of funnel or, or consideration decision-based keywords. When in reality, it was also at the start of the, the journey, they came through because you had a great article on your website about, the things that they need to consider when choosing a great wedding photographer. So, you know, where do you where do you attribute the the lead to? Do you say, well, this article here at the top of the funnel that that actually sent them on the right path to us to actually to actually becoming a customer? Um, I mean, what would I do? I would I would give equal weighting to both because they're both important parts of the journey. If you weren't there at the end, you may not have got them, and if that article wasn't at the start, they may not have recognized you later on when they saw you. Um, so you could split it evenly, whatever. At least you got the sale. Um, so that's that's what it comes down to when you're choosing keywords. Really need to understand the, the the stages that your customers are going to go through when they're purchasing your products and services, and then creating the right content and ranking for the right keywords when they go to a search engine and start to educate themselves on the problem or the solutions or the vendors that are trying to sell. And all of those hypotheses that, hypotheses that you have when it comes to, I think my customers will search this, 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 and this, you can validate your hypothesis through tools like Google Keyword Planner, Ahrefs, um, SEMrush. You can also use those tools to run your competitors' websites through and see what your competition's ranking for because chances are whoever's number one for those keywords 
uh, have already been down the path that you're thinking about going down. So you can scrape all their data, have a look at, well, what are they doing? Maybe I should do that. I really like that they're ranking for this. Oh, I didn't think of that keyword. They're also ranking for that. Oh, and that's a great angle. We should take that. And you can start to do that competitor analysis and get to understand um, and shortcut what you should be ranking for. So that's it. Keywords, really important. Got to get them right. It's the foundation of every single search marketing campaign. And if you don't get it right, you're just going to be showing up for keywords that no one's searching for. You're going to get no traffic, no leads, no customers, and no sales. So keywords, really important. Hope that was helpful. Until next time, take care and we'll speak soon. Bye.